You're listening to That's My Story Period, a compilation of hilarious stories by people who happen to get their period. Hosted by me, Steph Garcia. Hi, I'm Angela Gullner, and I got my period at age 11. But that wasn't the uh, the most exciting uh, story that I, I had in my arsenal. Um, my period was like, I would say like pretty manageable up through most of my my teen years and my 20s. But when I entered like my first real long-term committed relationship, I decided that, you know, we didn't want to use condoms. And so we decided that I should look into some kind of birth control and I didn't want to be in any hormones. So I got the copper IUD. And the insertation process, uh, it's really strange uh, because it's not necessarily like painful, but it's like you're feeling this like weird pressure or almost like clamping in a part of your brain that you're like not used to having activated. Like I, I was like, oh, I know that this is uncomfortable, but I can't. It's not like my knee hurts or like my elbow hurts. It's like some like weird part inside of me that I like can't that I'm not super connected to and I can't quite figure out. So it was like a pretty uncomfortable placing experience. Um, and I remember my uh, the nurse practitioner who did it, who was awesome. She was this like really like vivacious and kooky woman in her mid 50s. And this was before I got kicked off my parents insurance. So I had like really nice health care. And she was like really comforting and had like a great bedside manner and was like very feminist. And she was just warning me that, you know, there might be some changes to my flow and to just kind of be mindful and be like a little more leakage. And I was pretty new into my relationship at this point. It was like a month and a half, two months. So we were still like performing good hygiene for each other. And like I was like trimming my pubic hair on the regular and shaving my legs. And I remember the first night, you know, I I was wearing a pad because she told me, she like warned me that I should. And um, I woke up the next morning next to my new boyfriend and I looked down and I was drenched in blood. Like it looked like there had been a murder scene. And he was really cool about it. He was like, oh, it's fine. You know, we'll just do some laundry. It's totally, it's totally cool. But I hadn't had like a leak like that. I don't know, since like eighth grade, <laughs> like something that intense. And it like, it really freaked me out because I was like, why am I losing so much b- blood? Is there any way this could be a miscarriage? Like what's going on? It was, it was everywhere. And I called her And she was like, you know, yeah, this is actually kind of normal. I would recommend, and she recommended this, wearing two tampons at once. So that's what I started doing because otherwise I'd have to change my tampon, honestly, like every 15 minutes. Like I was bleeding through my clothes every single day. And then my periods were lasting so long. They would last like like three, three and a half weeks. And I would not have my period for about like six days and then it would come back again. And it was this like absolutely horrendous cycle of just, just like constant bleeding. I just, I remember feeling like my body was attacking me and betraying me and it really affected my sex drive. Like my sex drive went way down and I felt like gross and just like really uncomfortable in my skin and like I I had no control over this this I felt like there was like a monster inside of me um 
And pretty soon after that, my health insurance was dropped and I had to like go through Medi-Cal or whatever it is. Uh, so trying to I, I thought, like, maybe I'll get this taken out and, like, try something else. But the idea of, like, trying to up my insurance and figure all that out. And this was, like, when Obamacare was going into effect. I was like, I can't deal with it. So I just waited it out. And I would say, like, for the first six months, it was like that. It was so heavy and so, like, violent and just terrible. And and I've heard friends of mine had similar experiences, but no one's was, like, as like violent and bloody as mine was, just like covered. But now I've had it for about, let's see, like four years. And now it's pretty normal. So after about like six months, it eased up to like, I would say like two week long periods, which is still freaking nightmare. But now it's like down to like a six day period, which is much more manageable. And now I love it because it's not any hormones and it's it's still pretty effective. But like I would never ever in a hundred years go through the trauma that was the first six months with it. I mean, it was it was it was ghastly. It was horrible. It was so bad. And that's my story. Period. <laughs> Thank you, Angela. So, uh, Copper IUD is your uh, our first Copper IUD story, I believe. And I I now have the Mirena, which is hormonal, so I don't have any experience with the Copper one. But I know a lot of people choose it because of the non-hormonal. So, you were on birth control before? I was a, I, I was a couple of times. Like, I tried it in little blips, but, like, it made me really depressed or really bloated. So I was just using condoms mm -hmm. um, for a couple of years because I couldn't, I just couldn't deal with it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the hormones that come with birth control just affect everybody differently. Yeah. So yeah. Some people, it's it's but too much. With the Mirena, though, at least it's mm -hmm. localized. So it's, like, staying in one area. Yeah. But yeah. for me, like, I did, I got that, like, quick rush, like, when I first got it inserted. Oh, really? oh yeah. It was really bad for, like three or four days and Oof. then and now it's great and like it's the same thing you're yeah. like oh now it's great now it's fine i'm like <laughs> i don't want to detract anyone from getting it because yeah. i know like my experience was like one of the rarer cases but it was very terrible yeah and so it's interesting because you're like oh i haven't had anything like this since eighth grade and i feel like even now if i have any sort of leakage or anything i like jump back into like my 12 year old oh, self absolutely <laughs> Feel, like embarrassed and ashamed and like why don't I have control over this like I'm a, I'm a 30 year old woman I should know how to keep my pants clean yeah but especially something like you're in you know you're changing up how your body works so yeah. that's going to change up too yeah but even still I mean even on natural your body changes as you grow older yeah yeah so don't don't get on yourself it's hard it's easier said than done but but it is it's like and my husband's always like it's fine like you know a lot of yeah. men are like oh it's fine he but wasn't then, grossed out which was great there was no like ew your your body is gross yeah he was like it's fine sucks that that happened for for you but i'm cool yeah. <laughs> but you're also like you don't get it yeah you don't get it i hate my body i like the one's the worst yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I like how you t you also said you had like this monster inside you attacking your body. Yeah, it felt like that. I was like, there is a beast that's just un like it's just like ripping me apart. And it didn't. My cramps weren't that bad, but it was just like floodgates. Just. Yeah. I mean, and she's like, monitor it too. You know, like monitor it because you don't want to lose too much blood. And I was like, you're telling me to wear two tampons at yeah. once? Oh, how did you do two tampons? That was my next. Yeah, you just hold and stick one up, and you kind of. 
make sure it doesn't go all the way up in and then you kind of maneuver the other one next to it. It's not comfortable. And I can't imagine it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, wow. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Maneuver one up next to it. Yeah. So you like, you kind of like, I would like kind of like reach my fingers in a little bit and like hold uh-huh. it to the side and then put the other one. <laughs> wow. It's a, it was a lot. It was a lot of work. Yeah. And a lot and expensive. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a th- menstruation products should not be so expensive. Oh, they should it's be so included. Crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. And then I, I won't even get into the healthcare thing because that is, yeah, we all know. So now, uh, your preferred menstruation product of choice? You know, it's not preferred. It's just laziness. I just use like regular tampons. Yeah. And I want to use the organic ones, but I can't afford it. And I know that the tampons I'm using are bleached and that's like the worst thing. Which ones do you use? What CVS? Yeah. (laughs) Kroger. (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) I tried the Lily Cup. Oh, okay. Um, And... I thought I got it in there, but I went to an exercise class and like, I was like, Ooh, I have a feeling this isn't working. And I went to the bathroom and I was completely right. (gasps) So I haven't tried it since because I almost made a mess all over (laughs) my exercise class. Oh no. Yeah. It was, it was, (laughs) it's weird. You're like supposed to wait for it to like pop. You like kind of like twist it in a weird way Mm -hmm. and kind of like shove it up in there and wait for it to pop so that that it's like apparently suctioned and it's going to collect all of the blood. But mine wasn't fully, there wasn't like the seal wasn't fully there. So it was like dripping down the side. It's just like, why? It shouldn't be this hard. I know. Like we're over half the population. Like what? I know. I know. Uh, It is getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm hopeful. Yeah. Uh, Slowly. But I agree. It should not be that hard. And finally, do you have any words of advice or things you wish someone had told you when you were first going through it? I I wish, and I need to even start taking this now, but I, I, I wish that I monitored my cycle. And I wish that I had done that from a, a really young age because I, I feel out of sync with, <laughs> I feel out of sync with my cycle and with myself and my sexuality and my mood a lot of the time. And I know that if I were to monitor it that I could start to understand the way that my body was working a little bit better. Um, that's what that's what I would recommend to my younger self and my 30 year old self who's not taking my own advice. I'm my, my mom's the same way too. We've never had regular periods. They're kind of like my, mine has actually become a lot more regular after the copper IUD, which is kind of interesting. I don't know if it did something with my body where I'm finally a little bit more regular. But it can, like, indicate that there might be something going on if you're not super regular. And I I just wasn't in tune with it, I think, because I was embarrassed of it. And But now there's, like, an app for that. There's, like, 20 apps for that. (laughs) There's an app for that. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Get the app. (laughs) Check it. (laughs) Sound advice. Thank you, Angela. Yeah, you're welcome. My name is Lindsay Stidham, and I got my period at age 11. I'm going to tell my story of like, I did I did high school speech and debate. I was a speech and debater. It was like my main passion slash hobby in high school, like a real nerd. And I used to faint and like they did not know why. And like many people were like, it's a combination of 
anxiety and maybe not and maybe it's totally related to your period and like I never had a regular cycle when I was younger I never had a regular cycle until I went on the pill and so this would happen like particularly at speech and debate tournaments where I guess my anxiety was like an all-time high because I went to a performing arts high school where it was like a really really big deal to like succeed (laughs) so I went to a speech and debate tournament at Wake Forest University. This was one of my very first speech and debate tournaments ever. And I was doing Congress and mock Congress. If you don't know, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's where you are introducing pretend legislation to try to pass the legislation just like real Congress, except it's like probably more successful than real Congress, where by the end you pass a lot of uh, legislation. That's the whole point. Like you spend a whole weekend passing pretend legislation, any year senator or a representative. So this is my very first tournament and I wish I could remember the specific piece of legislation I was passing and I wish it like related to women's reproductive rights because that would make this story like particularly resonant. But it was probably something more simple and probably related to high school. Like you can't smoke like a certain number of feet from the high school, but who knows? So I was, you know, hustling, trying to pass legislation, trying to like work across the aisle. And then I think I had to give a speech about a particular piece of legislation and I fainted right in the middle of the speech and they called an ambulance and they thought I was on drinking or doing drugs which was the opposite of my high school personality and it was like my literally my worst nightmare and my speech and debate coach was like so worried they had to call my parents because we were in North Carolina and I went to school in Florida and it was like the talk of the speech and debate tournament for the rest of the tournament and I think I was like maybe even like relegated to my hotel room after that like not allowed to like compete which is like even more mortifying they're like well you're not feeling well and this and that and the other and so anyway by the time I got back to Florida I went to my very first gynecologist to find out what the heck was going on and I remember him just it was a man and like of course traumatic your very first one ever and he was like you definitely should go on the pill you definitely should go on the pill if you like have no idea when you're getting your period and this or that or the other and you're fainting and this and that like it'll help you and I remember also being really traumatized by that because I'm like a late bloomer and I didn't lose my virginity until 24 which obviously we go on the pill for all kinds of reasons not just to have sex but that's one of many reasons why but I just remember him patting me on the knee and being like don't worry you'll have sex soon and you'll be glad you're on the pill and so I feel like I've been on I I have been on the pill since I was about that was when I was like 14 so I've been on the pill off and on like since then but I do have to say I'm like a fan I know for every woman it works differently and for some women it's a terrible experience but for me I know exactly when I'm gonna get my period I grew out of fainting spells. It was probably anxiety trying to like pass that legislation, get it through, succeed in high school. I know when I'm getting my period, which is great and exciting news to know when you're going to get it, to have your cycle regulated, to control your PMS symptoms. So for me, like the pill has been a godsend. And the fact that it's the year 2017, something, something many years later since I've graduated high school (laughs) and that we're still fighting to have access to free and or affordable birth control is insanity and that we're fighting to, you know, just be able to control, you know, we need it for all kinds of reasons and that the mere fact that we're fighting for it and that it is even a fight just blows my mind every 
day. <laughs> so I have a recurring donation to Planned Parenthood, you guys. They have become my favorite source of OBGYNs because they don't make you feel worried about conversations about having sex, unlike OBGYN in West Palm Beach, Florida. And I mean, let's keep up the good fight to be able to tell great period stories and never feel weird about it because, you know, we're more than half the population and we get our period every month and it's part of life. And... Meanwhile, sonogram machines have a better seat in Congress than we do, which blows my mind. Run for office, women. I love you. That's my story, period. Thank you, Lindsay. I love that run at the end. I was like, we. I, I want to talk about all this. <laughs> I, like, I want to talk about all of it. Yes, yes. Do run, do things, change. Yes, absolutely. How inspiring. I was like, oh, yes, all these things. I agree. I agree. I want to say I agree. Um, (laughs) That's so great. I I like that thing that you said sonograms have a seat at Congress. They do. They're sitting there like this week, you guys. It's messed up. (laughs) so crazy. I just want to go back to you as a 14-year-old and having a gynecologist pat your knee and be like, you'll be having sex you know yeah little did he know it would take me 10 more years before (laughs) I decided that was a good idea (laughs) which is probably condescending you're like listen my body is making me pass out yeah yeah help me totally yeah yeah I mean I think I also had to do like blood tests they're like are you like anemic do you have like weird eating issues like it's like just being a woman like all the things that they try to like figure out of what's going on in your body. Our bodies are way more complicated than men's bodies overall. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, studies have shown that they tend to discount a lot of what we say we're feeling. Totally, yeah. And yeah. I'm sure as a 14-year-old girl, they're <laughs> even worse. So I'm sorry, uh, teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I also like that you fainted in the middle of mock Congress. Yeah, it's, I, like, it's telling this story now. It's, like, crazy to me that my early mem memories associated with my period are relating to passing legislation like that is like very oh the irony (laughs) (laughs) but you seem very passionate about change now Um, totally and you give to Planned Parenthood which is awesome I also give to Planned Parenthood and um, it's a shame because a lot of the people who are making the legislation about women's bodies don't or just bodies who have you know these menstruation uh, don't understand They're making laws on something they don't understand and haven't experienced. Yeah. I mean, like the um, the Ohio congressman that was trying to pass the heartbeat bill, like some of those older guys um, in the state legislature, as they would speak upon childbirth, it was clear that like they didn't even 100 percent understand conception, which is just like we got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm always like, I will talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> the more I talk about it, the more you have to listen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but slowly, I mean, there's there's a lot of advocacy out there. Seems like anyway. So hopefully, fingers crossed, things are starting to change and move. And of course, like, this isn't even, I. there's the whole global issue around menstruation and women. Yeah. So, uh, I I mean, we can talk for hours about all of it. It's it's nice to know that you're very passionate about it. So thank you for for being there. Uh, Your menstruation product of choice. I, you know, I'm in my 30s now. So, like, 
things are like very different of like when I decide to be on the pill or don't decide to be on the pill. So when I'm not on the pill, I have a heavy flow. So like I have to like go pads. But like when I am on the pill, um, I don't have a heavy flow. And I like the OB tampon because they don't use dye in there. They don't dye the paper product that is involved. So it's a little more natural. It's my favorite one. I've never done Diva Cup. I wish I, I confess, I wish I was like a little more open to it, but I have friends who've like had the Diva Cup get lost up there. So I'm like a little what? afraid of it. Yeah, that they had to go to the doctor to have it uh, removed. I've never heard, I've, I've heard tampons getting lost, but yeah, never Diva Cup. Yeah, like they, I mean, it wasn't fully lost, but it was like they yeah. needed help extricating it. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Because I'm definitely like all about more environmentally friendly products. Yeah. But I do think like we're going to see like a lot of new products come out. And I'm, I also like love any product that is like giving back to the community because even in the United States of America, we have women who are poor enough that can't afford products, which is insane. So like your local high school might need some. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. Can I ask? So now when you go off the pill, do you faint? Or you're, that's like no, but I do have like way worse PMS symptoms okay. not being on the pill. So for me, it's very helpful in controlling those symptoms. But I do think that my fainting was a level of like sweaty high school anxiety mm-hmm. mess <laughs> combination with probably hormones being a little wonky. Yeah. If you put those two things together, <laughs> you might just pass out. <laughs> And finally, do you have any words of advice or stuff that you wish someone had told you when you were first going through it? Oh, man. Good question. I have a great mom. She's, like, my best friend to this day and a great advice giver. So I feel like when I first got my period, we had, like, a really good conversation. And I've always been able to talk to her about sex. But I guess my advice is, like, almost more for people becoming parents, both of men and women, because... We have, like, some crazy stuff going on in the world right now where we have um, a very misogynistic president. We have Hollywood trying to take down male abusers. So I would say if you're a parent or new parent of a boy or a girl, like, open those lines of communication because we have, like, we're really afraid of sex and sexuality in this country, in my opinion. And schools are extra afraid of talking about it. In fact, some states don't talk about it at all. So it's like... As you, as the parent, unfortunately, more education is going to fall on you. So don't be afraid to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Don't be afraid to talk about it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lindsay. Thanks for asking me to come on. Hi, my name is Muriel Montgomery, and I got my first period at age 12. So I came from like a super uh, mother earth, like super hippie mom who's like really fertile and like really natural. She had like four super healthy pregnancies and like uh, all midwife births at home. Just like, I mean, I remember growing up and like she had like crazy periods, like the kinds that were just like clockwork and also so like fertilely abundant like crazy crazy periods and even like we found out later so she had four healthy pregnancies even with all of that at the after menopause and like just recently we just found out she had a double uterus so like which is supposed to keep you from conceiving and like that's supposed to be something that's like a like a barrier to that and she like never had any problems like at all like she was like the healthiest was clockwork lady and so I am like literally the opposite of that so 
Um, I had my first period kind of early at 12. I think that's early. And then basically from 12 to 16, it was like super irregular. So it was just like every other month or really light or really spotty or every six weeks, you know, or every five weeks. And then every three weeks, it was just like never, ever, ever regular, which was so weird because, you know, my, I grew up with all brothers and I don't have any aunts. And like, so my mom was like literally the only person I knew that had a period. And she was like the like goddess of having periods, like perfect periods. And so like, that was, you know, kind of my, you know, example and so at about 16, I got on birth control and like on hormonal birth control. And I tried a few different things. I've done like the patch and the ring and the pill um, and the shot. And, you know, I settled on the pill. And at this point, I've been on hormonal, hormonal birth control for more than half of my life. So like it's supposed to, you know, regulate your period. So like it did that for me for a little while. But over the years, I've just had less and less periods. And so like now for the past like three years, I have maybe two or three periods a year and they're little, like little kind of spotty things. And like, it's been this really interesting thing where like doctors say that it's totally fine. You know, like it's just a product. Some people do that. And like, that's kind of the way that it regulates my body. And I feel fine. And I think cyclically, like... I feel the cycles of the hormones kind of. So I feel like I, I get PMS, I get cramps, you know, but I just don't ever get a period. And, you know, it's this funny thing where like, well, on the back of my mind, I think like probably some research is going to come out in 10 years and they're going to be like, yeah, I was really fucked. You should have done that. But, <laughs> you know, but now it's like, I think medically I should be fine. And, and they say that I'm totally fine. But I miss it. And I think that there's this funny thing where it just, it feels wrong. So then the other like side of that coin is like, I miss it and I wish it was still around, but I, I never really wanted to have kids. And so it was really important to me to like make sure to control my fertility and make sure that I was like really on top of it. Cause like my, I came from like my family and we had a lot of surprise babies <laughs> and like, that's like wonderful. I think if you're really into it. And like, for me, it's like, I think of fertility as being something that is not super controllable. And I think the pill was like, yeah, like now I got it. And I have taken breaks since then. Like, so in my like twenties and stuff, I took like a few, like a year off or maybe a year and a half off here and there. And like, Every time the period that comes back is still like my old, like scraggly, like maybe every six weeks, maybe not at all, maybe just spotting, you know, like that kind of thing. And I used to just buy boxes, like bulk boxes of pregnancy tests because I would think every week, even though I'm using condoms like regularly, I think because of just a history of coming from a surprise baby family and all that kind of stuff, I was just like, I got it. I have to be on top of this. So I would just be like, I would test like twice a month, like miss the period and then wait like, okay, well, it was a little early to test and we don't know when that would have happened. So like I'll test it six weeks and I just used to do that. And it was like so stressful, you know, and eventually I just went back on the pill and it's interesting now having more pregnant friends because they say like, oh, you know, when you're pregnant, you know, you know, like, you know, your body changes. And so like looking back, it's like, okay, that was silly. But I think for me, like fundamentally, I don't know, like my body doesn't change that much. And it's like, I still have the same adolescent 
period and kind of the same connection to my period like I did as an adolescent like what is this thing and it's like it's almost like it comes and starts and stops and you don't really know like it doesn't feel like a connection to the moon or a connection to a cycle or anything that you can count on like month to month it just feels like this new foreign thing you know so for me like I always like had this fantasy of being kind of like my mom and like being like okay I want to be this like woman you know that that I I kind of have never I've never experienced in my life I think now in my mid-30s I'm like I don't know it was like you have to be like okay I accept this about my body and that's okay I like I love my body but it is really weird and I think it does translate into into other things of like not really trusting what your body tells you or your cycles or where you're at you know like for me I kind of am always a little disconnected from that and I think it really is about that anchor of having you know this like monthly friend that comes every month that's like robust and like timely you know that's my fantasy of it anyway that's my story period thank you Muriel I I love that you described your mom as a goddess of period like (laughs) does she know that you think of her in this way I don't know if she knows it specifically to periods, but like, you know, she has, like, I'm biracial. And so like, we're, we're different, like looking, but like, she always has like really thick, healthy hair. And like, she's so like strong and like robust and like has these ruddy cheeks. She's like Austrian. (laughs) Like, so I always like kind of tease her about that you know like she's just so like she's indestructible basically Mm -hmm. and I think that that's a piece of that you know so it's three brothers three but uh well yeah I have I have I have two brothers and I have one sister who died of SIDS when we were little oh yeah sorry yeah I was like uh, one year old but um are they both older they're both younger so I'm the oldest oh okay I'm the first surprise baby oh okay and you were surprised I was my my (laughs) this is okay to talk about it is my mother was married to a man who was becoming a buddhist monk and she met my dad and got pregnant within a month of meeting my dad that (laughs) is amazing and just like ran off with him and (laughs) had a second marriage and i was their first baby (laughs) wow yeah well i hope that buddhist monk is happy Uh, so I actually had a similar period uh-huh. and mine was like also super heavy. So when it came, it was like floods. I don't know if yours was that way when it, uh, when, before the, before birth control. No, mine, I would have, I've probably had 10 of those in my life. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then I went on birth control and it was like a fucking godsend. It was amazing because I finally had a regular period. Yeah. Um, but I, I have a similar thing with you too, where I feel like it's a, it's a weird disconnect. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I, I hear, I meet so many women um, and, you know, just so many people who like are so in tune with their body and I'm so jealous. Yeah. I'm so jealous because I'm like, how do I do that? I don't understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. You know, yeah. I think it's it's a super interesting journey to try and go on. And I, it's nice that you finally accepted it about yourself because <laughs> I feel like I haven't. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to stress about it, you know, and I think that so I'm trying not so that way it's acceptance. But at the same time, like, you know, it it's just it is like a kind of sad thing in a way, you know, and I don't know if I'll ever, I've accepted it, but I don't know if I'll ever feel like joy from it, 
you know, yeah, in that way. Um, I do want to. I've never had anyone who's tried the shot on the show before. Yeah. Did you, did you do that for a while or was that just a passing passing phase? <laughs> I did it once and actually like so this all of my experimentation happened in the late 90s, like 99 I think something like that. And uh-huh. so there was a lot of stuff on the market that was like really hard on like that was when Yaz was out. Oh yeah. And like there was the one that did orthotricycline, which is mm-hmm. what I was on for a long time that was supposed to treat acne. And it was like this insane amount of hormones like that you didn't need. And so for, for me, I was bouncing around because I was, I spent a few years just being like insanely affected. Like right now I take a really low, the lowest dosage that you can take. And that's like, and it has no other sort of like, it cures this or mm-hmm. it does that. Or it's no other regular, it's just like just birth control. It's really low hormonal dose. And it's fine for me. But for a long time, especially with teenagers, they're like, oh, you have acne? Here's this new thing. Oh, you have, you know, so the shot was kind of like that for me where I had the shot and I was like, had never had any issues with depression and then just got like really crazy, like scary depressed for like a month. I think it's a three month shot. If I remember, it's the same people who made Norplant, which is the implant, which I almost got, which is like a year or something like that. Oh my gosh. Um, but the shot is, is, is less. But it's also like weird. It's like you get this... It was really affected me in a really negative way. But a, a lot of the, that old school birth control did. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of the new stuff, too. I yeah. mean, people, it just depends on your makeup. Yeah. If you can, if it works for you or not. Right. right. Yeah. But some of them are designed to be like designer, you know, yeah. like they're like, they have so many added things in them that are like supposed to help you look beautiful or do, these, you know, like it's just like they don't explain to you what it is, especially when you're a kid kid and you're like going to Planned Parenthood, which God bless Planned Parenthood, but like, you know, nobody's really explaining to you like how to even choose something for your body. It's more like, here's the thing. Try this. This is really popular, right? Yeah. (laughs) So with your mom being goddess, (laughs) was she like okay with all the birth control then? Because yeah, yeah. yeah. She was great. I mean, Mm -hmm. she didn't put anything on me. She doesn't use birth control or she Mm -hmm. never did and she doesn't like it. Um, but she didn't feel that I had to do that, I think. And also she and I were really different. She always wanted kids and she was like a really little girl. And so like I, I, we didn't share the same thing. And I think she knew that that was really important to me, even at a young age, to just be like, okay, we're going to do this. But I think also it's scary when your kid becomes sexually active. You're like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want them to get pregnant. So mm-hmm. I think that was the easiest thing to be like, you do this and it's like a really high percentage chance that you will not get pregnant. Mm-hmm. But she was great, you know. I don't think she ever. We don't relate to each other in that regard. It was like my we're very separate in terms of how we approach fertility and you know that kind of stuff. Though. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, so. and like, and I want kind of want to have kids now. Like, you know, I'm thinking about it finally, and like, I would never have a home birth. You know, yeah. it's like, and my mom, like, I, I have memories of like my mom giving birth and like screaming, and my godmother being like, "Let's go for a walk," you know, like as a little kid. Oh, I mean, man. like, it's like she's a gangster, like, and I, I don't think I would do it. I, it's so we're like super different. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, more power to the women who do home birth. Yeah, I'm, I'm with real. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's a that's a whole other topic again, where it's like you have to figure out you, you have to figure out what you want to do and what works for you and and, you know yeah how you feel safe in that moment but that's a whole other topic yeah right yeah (laughs) um and i i want to touch briefly on this 
double uterus thing, if that's okay? Yeah, yeah. What is that? <laughs> so I I know not a, a ton about it. My okay. mom went in. Um, oh, it was like uh, uh, like an exam she had to do for like a health reason in at like 57 or 58, like pretty recently, like a few years ago. And they were like, oh, by the way, you have a segmented uterus. So it's basically like your uterus is bisected. It's two, kind of a double uterus. It's two. And so it means that like, I guess with that condition, this is what she told me, what doctor told her was that that's, you have really high rates of infertility or mm-hmm. miscarriages. And my mother just gets pregnant <laughs> and has never had a miscarriage. And so it's like, she's like, she had this barrier, I think, to that. Because I, I have another person in the family who has, according to my mother, has, she had a real a problem with miscarriages and like she had exactly the same condition and that's what they attributed it to mm-hmm. um but like my mom just like had like hella healthy pregnancies yeah and so, healthy periods yeah too. really and healthy like periods regular and, that's so and, and i think it's because she also was doing these natural births where they weren't doing as much testing uh-huh. like and then also it was early it was a while ago it was in the 80s and so i think you know they weren't doing as much like I think as much prenatal scanning and stuff, and she was going through a midwife center, and so nobody ever <laughs> saw it in those whole th- the whole time she was doing it. Oh, that's so amazing! Yeah. Um. All right. You're on birth control, but your feminine product of choice when your period does come definitely tampons all the way. Yeah. Any particular kind? I like the ones without the applicator because I think it's nicer. Yeah. I think that those are real. Those are rough on me. And also, I like not having them in the environment. So, yeah, you know. But I think it's like people are always afraid of them. Like, girl, like women will be like, "Well, I don't even carry them on me anymore because I don't get a period." But I might have a couple in my purse sometimes, and it, it, people are like, "Oh, do you have one?" And I'll be like, "Oh, yeah." You know, like a one, like somebody needs one, and I'll hand it over, and they'll just be like, "What is this? I can't, I can't do this." And I'm like, "Girl, it's not. It's way nicer." <laughs> Oh man, I know we've we've had several discussions about the non-applicator versus applicator on the show, and what I is- still the so majority of Americans do use applicators. Yeah, a majority of non-Americans don't. Interesting. Yeah, and then it's it is that thi- it's a weird thing like people don't like to use their finger because yeah. they use the applicator, but then people who use the applicator don't understand how that. U- it's very interesting. Yeah, but yeah, that's I'm always like, oh, another person with a non applicator. I guess I should try it. It's really. I think the thing is, is that the applicator is a prescripted length, uh-huh. you know, and we're all different. And so for me, like the applicator was always way too long, mm-hmm. and it was really hard to judge. Because you can't see anything. And it's like once you start through, it's like if you don't press, like you don't depress it all the way, it's like stuck in there and it's this whole horrible thing. Like if you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like, that's why I don't like it is because I would always misjudge like where to start the like plunging process. Mm -hmm. And so if you use your hand, it's like you, it's so, I never have like one of those uncomfortable moments where I feel like I'm getting poked in my cervix or something like that Mm because it's just like you can get it exactly where you want it and it's really quick oh and finally yeah do you have any words of advice that you wish you had heard when you first got it or like things you would impart now to those who are getting their period (laughs) i'm not sure i think maybe i would say in some ways i wish i would have found like worked harder to find a way to not have to use hormonal birth control. Like, but it's hard because I think at the end of the day, 
if you don't want to have kids, it's kind of the easiest thing to control and to do like have a really tight control over your fertility. And so it's hard, but I, I think like I do kind of regret spending so much of my adult life with like totally manipulated set of hormones, you know? And I think I, and I, I don't think it just affects you, obviously your period. I think like, I think it affects your mood and it affects like different parts of your, you know, your weight gain and all this kind of stuff. And I think there's not enough like information out there and new stuff comes out every year and it's frustrating. Like I, I'm grateful that I had the life that I have and I'm grateful that I didn't have kids earlier, but I would also say I have this kind of feeling that maybe it's not as safe as people say it is. So I would say like, you know, if you can give yourself periods of breaks, you know, in between or like give yourself, a, your body a chance to reset. I think that that's important. And I kind of wish I would have done that a little more often before now. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much, Miriam. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you, Steph. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts to hear more period stories. And check out thehotgoss.com, politics for smart mouths.